it's Chris Campbell, and welcome back to Meet the Maker, the podcast where we learn all about the producers behind the great products that Atalanta imports. This episode, we're speaking with McFroma's Edouard Piretz, a cheese producer from Switzerland, and we've got Atalanta's own Marissa DeMeo joining us as well. But before we jump into it, I would like to take a moment to ask all the listeners of this podcast to share it with their friends and coworkers. We still find that word of mouth is the best way to get the word out, and we really appreciate any of you who have done so before. So with that out of the way, we welcome Edward to the show. Can you give us a brief background on your career history? Sure, thank you, and good good afternoon, Chris. So my name is Edward Pierrat. I am the manager of Mifroma in the U.S., 38 years old, originally from France. I've been working in the cheese industry and for Mifroma for more than 10 years and joined the U.S. platform three years ago uh, to fully support and pursue the journey of Mifroma in the U.S., yeah, and I'd like to jump into that too. Can you tell us a little bit about Mifroma and a little bit of the history there and uh, a little bit about the company that you could tell us over the last couple of years here? Sure. So Mifroma entered the U.S. market in 2012 with the ambitions to offer to, to the U.S. consumers the, the best of Switzerland cheeses and accompany them in discovering and enjoying a variety of cheeses through multiple applications. Uh, since the beginning of our journey in the U.S., we, we've invested a lot of efforts and, and passions to accompany our consumers with disruptive innovation, versatile application, while always carrying and transmitting the values, heritage, and quality of our handcrafted Switzerland cheeses. So I think one of those handcrafted cheeses we could talk about is that grilling reclet you have. Can you tell us a little bit about that product? You name it, speaking about disruptive innovation and application, uh, Grilling Raclette Kit is, is a perfect example. The, it's a brand new item we're launching uh, this, this year. It's composed by a seven ounce raclette slices with a mini pan, which can go over a grill or a stove. Uh, our idea behind was just to, to demonstrate that raclette is so much more than traditional winter dish and the traditional wheel that you would scratch over potatoes. Uh, its incomparable maltability and unique taste can elevate any burgers. Also, if you made it over potatoes, vegetables, or meats, it would bring your barbecue experience to any other level. So that, that was the goal about this disruptive innovation. And there's definitely nothing that says summer like grilling, right? So I definitely think it's an interesting use case. It could definitely be interesting for American consumers. Uh, but I know we also have another piece we want to talk about, and that's the truffle fondue kit. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Of course. So, um, speaking about fondue, while, while the Swiss have brought the fondue to the U.S. many decades ago, this category kept growing the last years pretty significantly to become nowadays one of the top three cheeses imported from Switzerland. I would say more than cheese, fondue is such an ambassador of who we are and the values we carry and believe in. Conviviality, sharing, always excellent taste in cheeses. It's, it's, it's also fair to say that COVID and its consumption, consumption changes have certainly helped and supported the awareness of fondue. And we felt that it was right, right now the right time to offer to consumers a new and exclusive opportunity to treat themselves with the truffle fondue. It is made with authentic Gruyere AOP, Emmentaler AOP and Switzerland raclette, and of course, summer truffle. I have to say, Chris, we're so excited and thrilled of this exclusive and exquisite innovation that's going to come and hit the shelves this, this coming winter. 
Yeah, and I know we're looking forward to that over here in the U.S. Um, you know, truffles, very interesting, right? Definitely a decadent kind of thing to add into a cheese product. We're seeing that, you know, across the board here. But I was just wondering, any inspiration behind the truffles specifically? Is that something you're seeing consumer demand for? It definitely guide our innovation process and thoughts process. Uh, like you said, truffles has been everywhere and has become a, a key element in the differentiation and certainly the elevation of not only the cheese category, but any other categories. What we've tried with the truffle foundry is not only to include and to add the truffle aspect, but also to make sure that the balance between our, like I said, AOP, traditional handcrafted cheese, and the truffle remains properly balanced, that you, you would still enjoy a decadent character of cheese fondue with the appropriate and perfect truffle note. So. So I want to bring Marissa in here. And Marissa, what is Atalanta doing to share the story of these two products here? Um, it's been a great experience to work with Mifroma. Mifroma is our strategic partner and supplier of cheeses from Switzerland. The story behind many of these cheeses, including the all-important AOP Gruyere, is truly impactful. And it's an, an important one to tell. You know, since the beginning of our relationship, I would say we made a commitment to create tools together to tell these stories and to educate our customers and me from a consumers on the products. You know, our concentration to teach our retail and food service customers about the me from a difference from the competition. It's an endless effort. We use various mediums and communication tools in the trade, as well as leveraging what we're doing on the consumer marketing end. So working with me over the years, and I believe I've worked with them now seven years total, we have created a ton of video and print content. Everything from how it's made videos, sustainability stories, social media commercials and campaigns, as well as a man on the street series where I myself visit supermarkets asking people to provide honest testimonials on what it is that they love about me from a cheeses, including fondue, Gruyere, Emmental and Raclette. You know, we use this content to create B2B and B2C social media posts training videos, displays at national food shows, ads, PR pieces, you name it, we've done it. All right. So yeah, I want to turn this back over to Edward again. And I think we want to talk a little bit about Mifroma's co you know, company history. We talked a little bit about how you entered the US market just over 10 years ago, but I know that this company has been in business since 1964. So can we talk a little bit more about you know the historical roots of the company and a little bit more there? Of course. Um, I think two important elements of Mifroma is, the first one is we fully belong to Migro. Migro is the largest retailer in Switzerland, but it's also a cooperative confederation with more than 2 million stakeholders all over Switzerland. We love and like to say that Migro and Mifroma belong to the Swiss people. Uh, that's about the status. If talking about how Mifroma was created and born, so when, when Migro was looking initially to store some cheeses, they found the sandstone carrier that was not operating anymore. And that's when they decided to dig into that sandstone career to start storing and aging cheese. And this is how Mifroma was born in 1964. Almost 60 years ago, by digging caves into a sandstone mountain in the heart of Gruyere region to store and ripen cheeses from Switzerland. As you can imagine, the company has evolved and grows quite a lot since the beginning to become now the largest natural ripening seller in Switzerland and certainly one of the largest cheese refiner and player in Switzerland as in Europe. However, our constant and unchanged passion and ambition to offer consumers the best of Switzerland cheeses 
and its tradition remain unchanged. And another thing I'd like to talk about too is just how many cheesemakers Myfroma works with. I know that, you know, you have a decent roster of, you know, individual farmers you work with. So I was hoping you could explain a little bit of the dynamic there uh, and how you actually source the raw cheese here. Absolutely. Because as you said, our core business and a reason to be never started with cheese making process, but rather what we call being a maitre fromager or know-how and expertise is to select the best cheeses from Switzerland and age them in a natural cellars to its perfect age and maturity. Nowadays, we do work with 143 cheesemakers in Switzerland, which represent a total of a bit more than 600 different cheeses. Uh, and it's, it's always hard to express, but maybe easier to feel and to live that within the company. But it is always such an honor and a mission for us to represent all those cheesemakers, their families, with whom we engage for several generations for most of them to make sure we stand for them, we maintain and pursue those extraordinary heritage in, in the most sustainable and economical way. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about this podcast. You know, anyone that's listened to a couple episodes know uh, Atalanta really seems to make connections with companies that have a strong family history, a very, you know, strong, authentic story about the creation process. Uh, artisanal is probably the best way to put it. So is that what you would say about these cheesemakers? Kind of the same idea here, that, you know, smaller uh, family owned uh, abs- artisanal? Absolutely. I mean, it, it's... It has been for me such a genius discovery to to get to know Atalanta, to get to know the family values that are behind them. And like you just said, Chris, I mean, there is so much, so many synergies and similitudes between those values that we could feel on a daily basis within the Gellert, within Atalanta families. It is exactly the same that we have and we see with our cheesemakers. We, like I said before, we stand for them. We stand for the people. It is my mission to make sure that all the passions and all the efforts that they're spending and doing for us is appreciated and is valorized in a, in a most sustainable way, I would say, on, on the market and by consumers. And it's, again, a, a true honor to, to, honor, to try to, to lead that mission in the, in the most successful way. I think that's a great segue there too. You said sustainability, and I know the company has a great sustainability story too. So I was hoping you could share a little bit more about some of the efforts my firm was doing to, you know, lower carbon input, et cetera, just trying to make things a little bit greener. Sure. Um, it might sound exaggerated, but when we try to look and when we look at sustainability along our job, along our industry, along our corporation, we, we tend to forget that and realize that how sustainability is anchored everywhere along our value chain and just along our daily journey. Um, some examples that just represent how it's part of our life and it's part of our journey. Switzerland has the most restrictive animal welfare legislation in the world. Uh, it is legally mandatory that each cause has to be grass-fed during the entire spring to fall season. Mandatory. We, we give a name to each individual cause. It might sound fancy, but that animal welfare legislation is not even questioned or surprising to us. It is part of who we are. Another example is um, the average distance between a milk farmer and a cheesemaker is nine miles. You can imagine that proximity, that closeness, of course, has a sustainable impact. 
maybe the, the most obvious examples we, we tend to use is, as I said, we or know-how is selecting the cheese and aging them. So the or reason to be is definitely our cave and natural sandstone caves. That cave, so we store there more than 7 million pounds of cheese inside the, the mountain and inside the caves that guarantees the perfect and constant ripening conditions. We're talking here about 40, 54 degrees and 92% humidity. Because of the natural sandstone, whatever it's 10 degrees outside or 100, without any energy, we maintain the constant ripening conditions only by leveraging the properties of the sandstone mountain. I'm not sure we ever realized that when we started, but 50, 60 years later, we are the only one who are able to store and age cheeses to, to such a level without using a single yeah, piece of energy or power of energy. Last but not least, our entire facility, Mifroma facility operates entirely on renewable energy for more than three years, which made us being one of the first one being 100% out of renewable energy. Those are just a few examples, but as I told you, Chris, sustainability, I feel always that sustainability is everywhere within our journeys, just simply part of our life and part of who we are. And I, I hope that just demonstrated uh, those few examples could demonstrate it. Yeah, it's really interesting to see all along the chain, right? Starting off with those farmers going the nine miles over to the cheesemaker, uh, being able to store and age the cheese without using any energy. You know, this is a very special kind of process, it seems like. You know, you don't hear about this kind of supply chain all that often. Y unique. I mean, I, I don't have the precise number, but I would be comfortable saying 95% plus of cheese sellers you know, request ACs, pretty heavy and evolved uh, cooling process, humidity methods and technology, which of course do request as much a lot of power and energy. So I did want to talk a little bit, Edward, about some of the more historical products. I know that, uh, you know, my firm has brought some interesting products to the U.S. market. So I'd like to talk about those other Switzerland cheeses you have. So what are some of the mainstays you have available in the U.S. right now? Sure. So as mentioned previously, our mission is to select, age, pack, and bring the best cheeses from Switzerland to America and to American consumers through retail or food service. Um, thanks to our farmers, cheesemakers, cheesemongers, and over 300 passionate, passionate employees that allow us to represent all those beautiful and diversified cheeses Switzerland has to offer. Uh, speaking about cheese themselves, Gruyere remains the most known and iconic cheese from Switzerland. Fondue and raclette are definitely becoming a winter classics for more and more American consumers. Emmental is the original Swiss cheese made from raw milk, aged for more than four months, 200 pounds round wheel. Uh, those would be really the core cheeses that represent what Switzerland is known for. We also distribute and developed over the years some unique and exclusive specialty cheeses, such as maybe Alpenhorn, a cheese made from milk from cow we, we, where we keep the horns. Another interesting one we launched recently was Blumenkäse, a semi-hard cheese is coated with 12 alpine herbs and edible flowers. All of those cheeses are available in retail format and bulk. And I have to bring this up because I know my friend was famous for the microwavable fondue bowl. So can we talk about this a little bit? What really bring this product to U.S. consumers? What was the inspiration there? 
Yeah, I, I, I do love that that story because, um, like, you know, when, when we speak about innovation in a category which is so traditional, handcrafted, and has been there for centuries, it, it can be a bit challenging. But that microwavable one is definitely the, one of the most disruptive and successful one we've done over the, the few years. Uh, so the story behind is when, when we launched our Swiss fondue, 10 years ago, it was in a box. It was a very small niche category with a very restrictive awareness, kind of dedicated, exclusive to people who knows what fondue is, who have a fondue pot at home, etc. So our goal and idea was we, we need to overstep that restriction and offer the opportunity or the possibility to everyone to enjoy cheese fondue. And after two years of development, and I have to admit some challenges internally, we were finally able to launch the first microwavable Swiss fondue in a cup. And the response and enthusiasm from customers and consumers were, were, were there since, since day one. And since then, we, we keep gaining new consumers and getting exciting feedbacks from, from new consumers. So I'm going to throw it back to Marissa here. And I was wondering if you could give us the Atalanta perspective on working with Mifroma. Well, I would tell you, as the head of marketing at Atalanta, I've had the pleasure to work with Mifroma for over seven years. From day one, it has been a partnership on strategy for the U.S. market. We've collectively reviewed what our competition was doing and identified the opportunities where we could make a difference and leverage the Mifroma story. So that goes back to everything that Edward had spoken about with the farmers and the, you know, the, the tie to the land, the tie to the cheese makers. So together we developed tools that were sometimes outside of the box. You know, for example, our How Do You Fondue campaign was a brand and product awareness campaign to support an innovative item that Mifroma brought to us. And that was the Fondue Express Cup. Fondue in two minutes, it's fantastic. But we had to educate people on how to use it because when someone goes to the store and they pick this up and they say, okay, well, it's a small little cup. Am I going to have a party with this? I don't know that I can do that. So we developed four concepts. Uh, one was a work lunch. The other one was a kid's play date, a girl's night out and a date night. These concepts were fun, simple, fresh, just giving people those everyday ideas on how to use this new innovative product. The campaign was a hit. It helps support our retail customers with product launch in their stores. And today that item is still a success and that campaign remains active. And that's just one example. I could give you a couple more. Melting Hearts, which was another education campaign to show consumers how to enjoy raclette cheese. Raclette right now is still a huge food trend, but you would be surprised how many people still do not know about raclette. So we had some hearts to melt and we did that with fabulous recipe ideas and storytelling. Um, you should care where you Gruyere, which was recently done. Uh, this is all around that AOP Gruyere because AOP Gruyere comes from Gruyere, Switzerland. And we wanted to educate the consumer that there's a difference in taste and quality between AOP Gruyere and any other cheese that might be calling itself Gruyere. This is the real deal. So we developed concepts and social media commercials that could you know, you be used on social media handles, Mifroma USA, Atlanta, so on and so forth. Even with our customers, like retailers could republish these, these commercials out, but it could also be used on monitors in store with beautiful displays of Gruyere. So the premise of this campaign was to show how in everyday life moments, uh, one bite of Gruyere cheese can whisk you away from your craziness straight to Switzerland. And that's how authentic 
of how authentic this cheese experience truly is. So all of these projects have been collaboration pieces and we're so proud to get behind to help tell the Mifoma story. Um, to summarize, it's been an amazing experience to work with the people, the products, and the story that is Mifoma. I know we're running low on time here, so I think where we can close, Edward, is talking a little bit about your plans for 2023. Can you share? So as, you, as we just discussed about Truffle Fondue is definitely our main and biggest launch for, for the coming winter after the greeting raclette we, we did for spring and summer. So, but globally speaking, in, in an environment that keeps changing and evolving more and faster than ever, there couldn't be a better source of motivation for us to keep looking for innovation that meet the consumer's need. So in, in addition to the new innovation, we, we spoke about um, flavored raclette is another one. We recently launched a line of flavored raclette, truffle raclette, hot chili raclette, smoked raclette. But maybe most importantly, for the next six to eight months, we're we working heavily on to make sure that we accompany those launches and innovation with appropriated and innovative support. So marketing, communication, program, be sure to stay tuned because we'll, we'll make everything we can to treat your winter with me from a delicious moment. And Marissa, anything worth sharing from the Atalanta side for the rest of the year? So we're really excited um, to support a spotlight at Publix down in the Southeast, and it's going to be a me from a spotlight in October. Um, that spotlight will highlight the shredded Gruyere cup, fondue, raclette slices. We've got a campaign that's gonna be active in store. And I would just tell everybody to make sure that they follow the me from a USA handle on social media. So you can see what's going on down there with that spotlight. Um, there's also something else exciting, but we're going to keep it under wraps as a teaser. And again, follow me from a USA handle because you'll see soon enough what our exciting new uh, national campaign is going to be. And it's going to roll. There's a little hint for you. Roll from 2022 right into 2023. So lots of fun, exciting things to come for me from. And I think that brings us to a close of this episode of Meet the Maker. I want to thank Edward and Marissa for their time today. And as always, make sure to take a look at the description of this episode to learn a little bit more about the topics we were discussing today. Until next time, this is Chris Campbell signing off. Mm -hmm.